you're stepping on whose block? Blue's block. Welcome to another episode of my beautiful podcast. (laughs) It's your girl, the one, and the only. And when I say the one, I mean the one, not the two. Madison Blue. (laughs) Y'all, I'm so excited today. Let me give you guys an update on my life. First of all, it's February 6th at like earliest fuck a.m. And I'm currently in my car recording my podcast because I am such a dedicated motherfucker. Like, stop playing with me. Anywho, um, so guys, basically, let's give a little update on me before we get into today's topic. So, so, my birthday is literally in 16 fucking days. I'm canceling the Nashville shit. I said I was going to stay out here in Nashville, but yesterday when me and my friends went to go look at the Airbnbs and book them, they were all booked up. Yes, I wasn't supposed to be in Nashville for my birthday, so I think me and like my closest, closest friends are going to go to Atlanta, and it's going to be super fun. It's last minute, but it's going to be super fun because that's my state. And I get to go see my auntie and my baby cousin and my granny them. So, like, I'm super excited about that because I haven't seen them in a minute. So, yeah, um, I'm moving to my apartment today, which is why I didn't record my podcast yesterday. My life got snatched. I mean, I got a new phone, a new number, and I went without a phone, like, basically almost all 24 hours yesterday because I went, I want to say... I went Saturday night and I stayed there for three hours because they told me that it was something wrong. And when I went back yesterday, the dude fixed my phone in literally 25 fucking minutes. And I was so pissed off, but I was so happy because, yes, thank you for fixing my phone. But the fact that I was here for three hours and then I got lost on the way to work and coming back was fucking crazy to me. So, yeah, I'm moving to my apartment today. I got approved um, on Friday. And I'm moving in today. It's out the way. Perfect. I'm super, super, super excited about this because I literally could have been out of place out here, but situations arose. That's why you can't be following behind people because motherfuckers uh, not know what the fuck they want for real, for real. Like, I don't got time. So, yes, your girl, Miss Shakeback Queen, got her apartment in less than a month, as per fucking usual, because I'm the fucking GOAT, bitch. I'm the baddest bitch, period. Y'all could be five-star bitches. I'm the one, period. Anywho. Yes, I'm super excited about that. I can finally focus on, like, furniture, um, furniture in my house and, like, furnishing everything. And I'm super excited to, like, read decorate because I my first apartment I had all my stuff in my old room in my granny's and like now I'm starting off like clean fresh slate and at first I was really pissed off because I was like damn I gave all my shit away because this nigga and now I have to get all my shit again and it's really frustrating but it's actually kind of refreshing like not having any old shit in my house so we're just going to take it as a win we're going to take it as a big w So, yeah, that's my update. I really don't have um, a lot going on for real except, like, the move and my new phone, which I'm, like, super excited about. Like, I feel like a new me because I didn't have my 704 number since high school and, like, everybody knows my number. Like, people know my number by heart. 
type shit. So I just felt like, you know, new year, new me, new age, new me. I don't really want contact with nobody from my past. Like I'm really moving forward, moving on with my life. I don't got time to be backtracking or none of that shit. Because it seemed to me my life got 10 times better. Just got to do it. All right. So um, I told y'all I wanted to have a lighter day. Y'all bitches did not give me no lighter day. Y'all sent me some real shit that y'all wanted me to talk about. And I'm super excited about it. I really want to call this segment like Babble with Blue or like Bullying with Blue. Because y'all know I'm gang for real. But we'll we'll work on that. We'll work on that. So I told you guys, like, what did you guys want me to speak on? I told you I wanted, like, kind of like a lighter side. So I told you I was going to, like, get into celebrity and all that good stuff. So um, we're going to start with, and I told you I wasn't going to say names. It's going to be anonymous. One of my friends said, um, how do you deal with your boyfriend looking at porn and other bitches on the media? When he has hundreds of video videos of you slash y'all already, wouldn't he only have eyes for you and no other bitches if he really in love with you? So <laughs> I actually I don't really wanna like what what am I talking about? I don't give a fuck. Basically, this is how it's been in like my past relationships is like niggas just have this infatuation slash like addiction to like sex whores porn bitches i don't know why i'd be attracting them niggas but honestly it has i probably has something to do with my inner self and like what the fuck i got going on but i'm not gonna lie in my next relationship my nigga can't have none of them issues i feel like that shit is weak i feel like as a man if you need attention from multiple bitches, if you have to nut every fucking day and you fucking me, but you still need shit from other women, that's fucking weak, bro. Like, how the fuck you got whole lot of videos of me fucking you, us fucking videos of me? Because I, I know what you're trying to say. Like, y'all, you, you, uh, he got videos of you. He got videos of y'all. And this bitch still looking at porn. I feel like you should break up with him. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I wish somebody told me that I should have broke up with a man that has porn addictions. Cause now that I'm looking it up, everybody that has like that likes porn, most men that like porn have like issues with like their sexual energy. You know what I'm saying? Um, most of the time these people have been exposed to shit real early, so it's really not their fault. But these same niggas don't be ready to work on those problems. They're just like, well, this is what this is my trauma, this is what it is. And you feel me? I I'ma try to change it. No, it's not a try to change. If that shit is making you feel uncomfortable, and you have already told him like, okay, we'll do blah blah blah. This nigga still going to go be his meat to porn. Break up with his ass. It's it's so many other niggas that don't watch porn. It's so many other niggas that like won't look at other bitches. Like, man, I I'd be obsessed. If you're anything like me, I'd be obsessed with my man. Like, once I really fuck with somebody, I really love somebody, I'd be obsessed. It's not really stuff that you can, anything you could tell me about a person when I'm deeply, truly infatuated in love, nigga. You could go tell me this nigga did a drive-by on 60 people, and I'm going to be like, he ain't never had a gun. <laughs> the fuck? What are you talking about? But I, that's a red flag. I'm sorry. Like, 
And I know it's hard because it's like these boys are young and we like really be wanting to like, oh, mold them and teach them. But the right nigga, you won't have to teach him. You won't have to tell him that shit is inappropriate. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasted a lot of time in my past trying to become the bitch that niggas want me to be instead of being myself. I feel like every nigga gets with me because they like my aura and my energy and they see how I am. I'm really friendly. I'm really nice. Like, I really love people with my whole heart. And then when they get to fucking with me, they want me to change and be a secluded ass, don't talk to nobody ass bitch. And it's like, I've never been like that. I've always been very social. I'm a very talkative person when I'm around people that aren't ignorant. And you know what I'm saying? So if that nigga is doing that shit and he can't change for you, and I'm pretty sure he done told you shit that he like and shit that he wants you to do based on the bitch's porn, which be like the violation. Like, I don't feel like niggas think about is porn really diminishes a woman's self-worth when when you find out that you're fucking somebody who's watching porn because it's like damn like I'm not gonna lie my last relationship I had body dysmorphia as fuck because I found out that nigga was you know doing his little thing on the side and dealing with bitches that shit made me so not confident I felt ugly I felt fat I felt like I just couldn't do shit right because this nigga was doing that and I'm sitting here trying to be porn star of the year no don't if that shit bothers you for real deep down in your spirit you shouldn't have to work with shit you don't want to deal with because like love don't mean shit that shit is disrespectful i had a nigga disrespect me <laughs> so many times in a relationship and i did not i did not leave so i would say i'm not don't deal with it you talking about how to deal with it don't deal with it fuck that nigga Break up with him. Go find a nigga that don't have to be his meat or nut to feel like that nigga. Because I feel like that's what it be. It's like toxic masculinity. And they try to put it on uh, trauma and all this shit. And this is what I've been doing. But it's like at the end of the day, when you have a real woman, they're not going to want you to do that. Because as a woman, you cannot be your most submissive self when your nigga's a cheater and your nigga's a porn, a serial porn watcher. You're going to feel that shit in your spirit. You're going to start feeling icky when y'all have sex. You're going to start feeling icky after y'all have sex. And if he's anything like my exes, them niggas just don't give a fuck. They'll follow all the pages. They'll fucking put it on while you're having sex, all that shit. Like, I say run. Like, I'm sorry, because I just know that's something I'm not tolerating in my, like, my future relationship. I can't deal with that, because that shit really fucked up how I felt about myself if you know what I'm saying, so, he would only have eyes for you on me, unless that's something y'all, like, talked about, and you do, like, okay, this is the thing, if you watch porn, and he watch porn, and y'all watch porn together, that's totally different, but if you don't watch porn, and he watch porn, and he wants y'all to do stuff together, don't let no nigga force you to do shit, because I, boy, I done did some shit, and I literally felt disgusted afterwards, because I was like, bro, what the fuck, ew, like, you're literally looking at another bitch while we're fucking. That's disgusting. Like, that's that shit I be talking about. Mm-mm. So I would say just go ahead and leave that shit alone. Leave that nigga in 2023 at the beginning. Good day. So then my other friend, I'm sorry, y'all. My voice might sound like a little bit raspy because I didn't drink no water this morning. Okay, so that's how I feel about that. I'm sorry, girl. You might have to get you a new nigga because that's nachos. Nacho nigga. I don't like that. Um. Talk about your view on Krishan and Blue. I feel bad for her, for real, especially how media doing her. 
So, Krishan's a Pisces. I, I'm going to say this every other episode. We are obsessed. We be obsessed with our niggas. Our niggas can do no wrong in our eyes. And I don't be feeling like... The thing about Krishan, I want to talk about them separately as people because I really used to follow Krishan on YouTube, um, not YouTube, Instagram, when she used to run track. And her and her sister used to be posting all the time. I know y'all remember that. She had that short, curly hair. She was super cute. Um, I remember I liked her face shape because she had like that heart face. I was like, she's so pretty. And then years later, I see her on the um, blues club or whatever the fuck they want to call it. My first thing is I feel like she was exposed to shit she had never been exposed to. As y'all can see in all her interviews and stuff, she tell you about how she had like a lot of family and a lot of kids. And most of the time in those type of child, um, those type of families and having that type of childhood, you're going to cling on to whoever is making you feel good at that time and moment because you grew up in a fucked up predicament or you had some shit happen to you before. And that's kind of sort of how I was like, I accepted the bare minimum because my dad really ain't, I don't want to talk about him, but like my dad really does bare minimum. So the men I be choosing to fuck with, the bare minimum be a lot to me because my dad didn't do shit for me. So like I understand her trauma and I understand why she is the way she is, which is why I really don't talk shit about their situation because I know how it is to be so deeply in love with a nigga that you will risk your whole life and do whatever the fuck you need to to deal with him. Like now the domestic shit, I feel like that shit lame. I don't really have no excuses for that. But at the same time, we do know she be beating his ass and he be being well, he didn't beat her ass, but he he probably did punch her or whatever. And we saw them get into it on the street. Um, I feel like you know, it's an unhealthy attachment, but she really loves him. And I'm not going to say that Blue doesn't love her, too, because if you see the regular moments that aren't recorded, like not that aren't recorded, because obviously we're seeing them, but like the ones where they're not like in big media and people just catch them out on a regular daily. You can see how he treats her. You can see that he treats her like with respect and he actually loves her and feels for her and cares for her. It's just I feel like it's for social media purposes I don't feel like it's really a real relationship that he takes serious oh sorry on social media I feel like that's their plot and I feel like that's their money and that they have to do outrageous shit I really feel like it's all a hoax I'm not gonna lie to you like I feel like she is who she is and he is who she is, but I really do feel like they'd be being more toxic on camera to get their views and shit for their show and, like, keep their names popping. Because if you don't see, like, <clears throat> every time it's a toxic situation, they'll let it die down until nobody's talking about them. They'll do it again. But I do feel bad for her because I do feel like this man is manipulating her. And um, I feel like he knows. And that's how it is with most of us. Like, niggas that know your heart, they'll know your body for real, for real. And will use that shit to their advantage until they absolutely and positively don't want to. And that's what makes niggas sick to me because you'll know a bitch is at her fucking lowest and you'll do some the most fucked up shit ever knowing that person has, like, these attachment issues and has all of these issues. You know they're not going nowhere. So you feel like you can just drag them through the mud. And I feel like that's exactly what he's doing. And it's really sad to see. But I do feel like um, if she really does keep this baby, I feel like 
she is going to mature a lot. Um, once again, astrology thing. When Pisces women have babies, um, I read, like, we're just wonderful moms. I'm not going to say, like, only Pisces are wonderful moms, but I can honestly and truly say with both my eyes that I've seen <laughs> any Pisces mom that even had, I have a friend that has, like, I want to say she has four or five kids, and she's my age, and she's a fucking wonderful mother. Like, she's the best mother. My friend Sydney, she has one baby. She's a wonderful mother. All the Pisces mothers that I know, even if they weren't prepared, they end up tightening up their whole personality to gear towards their children. Like, and I feel like that is what's going to happen with her. Um, I really wish that she wasn't like getting drunk and stuff all the time. And I feel like that's what the baby will help her with is like sobering up and realizing what the fuck is really going on. So that's really my take on it. I really don't feel too bad about it. I just don't like, you know, I, I don't know. Probably because I'm desensitized. I really don't see some shit. I really don't think it's that bad. I just feel like it's because it's in the public eye that everybody's tweaking on it. Honestly. So. That's how I feel about Krishan and Blue. Hopefully they, you know, maybe they'll break up and get back together and become um, more healthy. But who knows? Um, expand on trust in the process. You becoming independent at a young age. Um, okay, so I know I talked about this last pay, uh, last one, but obviously people love that. Um, so even with this situation, I'll use my new situation as um, an example. So when me and my ex broke up, I was heartbroken. I wasn't heartbroken because we broke up. I was heartbroken because I felt like I wasted my time, my energy, my money. Like, I just feel like I wasted my life. Like, I feel like I wasted almost two years, and this nigga was just playing. Like, that's why I was heartbroken, because, like, I just felt like, damn, like, damn. You know what I'm saying? You talk about marriage and everything with a kid and everything, and then a nigga leave you. But when I say my heart was broke, because I was just, like, my abandonment issues and everything, and I was sad, and I was, like, really finna sit in Texas and mope, and, um... I want to say that night I couldn't sleep for real because I was so fucking mad. Like, I was more mad than I was sad this whole time because I really felt like a motherfucker played with my life. Like, y'all, I have nothing. Like, (laughs) I cannot explain. So I am the perfect person to be talking about trusting the process. So um, we broke up two days later. Um, well, no, the next day I woke up, I was like, okay, get out your feelings, my nigga. <laughs> like, um, figure out what's the best thing for you. So I sat down. I was like, okay, I need some money. I need my own apartment. I need to get out of my mom's space. I don't want to be here because there's so many memories here. I just cannot. Let's just, you know, figure it out. Boom. Texting my old manager. Asked her, told her my situation, whatever. I was like, you know, I know that y'all fucked with me for real. Um, You know, you still been keeping in contact with me. If it's possible for me to get my job back, I would love that because right now I'm really my feelings and I don't want to be in my feelings for too long because I will get depressed or angry. And neither of those is good. 
bad shit could happen either way. And I just really want to make some money and figure out my life. Um, she gave me my job back, literally. Texted me that day. She gave me my fucking job back. She was like, okay, well, it, um, you can start on Monday. Mind you, I was supposed to be coming there on Thursday. This shit happened on a Monday. We broke up on a Monday. Friday, I was in Nashville. Monday, that next Monday, I started working. Like, yeah. So I came down here. I drove all the way from Texas back to um, Tennessee for my job. Once I got there, she talked to me about giving me um, a promotion. That happened. Like, everything started falling into place, like, literally. Then, once I got there, you know, I was staying at my brother at um, his baby mama's house, which was humbling, once again, because I, um, in high school, I got kicked out of my granny's house, and I had to stay on my homeboy's couch. I was just sleeping on my brother's couch. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had to sleep on his couch. And it gave me major deja vu because I'm like, damn, like every time I, oh, this sounds fucked up. Every time I fall in love with people, I'd be giving the whole 100%. And I'd be like, fuck me. I do everything for them. And then when they leave, I have nothing. And this happened to me twice. Like this is the second time. So, you know, I'm sitting there reminiscing. Like, damn, I really don't. I'm basically homeless. My brother and them hate when I said that. But I'm basically homeless. I could have stayed with my mom, but I don't want to live with my mom. I want my own shit. I worked for two weeks, y'all. I started applying for apartments because I had money put up. And I was like, you know, shit, it ain't, it's not going to hurt me to apply. I wasted $100. I think it was like $200 applying for apartments. Them telling me it's three times the rent. Um, I had to get a letter from my um, job to show them, like, yeah, this is my contingency offer. This is how much I make. This is what I do. Duh, duh, duh. And then two weeks later, on Friday, I got approved for my apartment and I moved in today. Now, if I would have sat there and moped in Texas and was like, you know, fuck Tennessee. I don't want to come back to Tennessee because that nigga here without really being a clear mind. Like, mm, you got your LLC there. You were going to start a business. Um, you do, you did have a job that you really enjoyed there. You did have somewhere that you wanted to move there. You just didn't know how to set your boundary and tell a man that, you know, you don't want to move to Texas and live with your mama. You don't like living with your mama. Living with your mama is not cool. And now I'm here. Now I'm 16 days before my birthday, about to move into my fucking apartment. Literally. You got to let all the dead meat go. That was my thing. I feel like in my relationship, I knew that shit was done the day I found out he cheated on me. But I was going through so much. I honestly and truly just couldn't fathom, like, the abandonment issue. Like, I know how my heart gets. And I was just like, you know what? I already, I just got out of a depression. Then my brother died. And then this shit, like, it was just too much. And I know that sounds sick, but that's literally what happened. You have to cut off everything that even sends a tingle through your mind that it shouldn't be there. And I trusted the process. I went through the sad, the angry, hearing the motherfucker talking shit about me, everything while I'm here. And I still was like, no, like, I don't, I don't give a fuck about none of that. I trusted the process and here I am. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, sometimes you just got to do shit out the box because, I really 
no. In my soul, deep down in my soul, I knew I was going to get approved for an apartment before my birthday because I kept saying it. I was like, I'm going to get into something before my birthday. Watch. I'm going to shake that queen. Literally, that's my affirmation. And it happened. And I'm super, super excited. And I feel like trusting the process is is hard because I know I'm a controller. I like to control everything. I like everything to be um, everything, bro. I like everything to be just set in stone and like what I want it to be and like that don't be how it is all the time. Um tips that helps you release what no longer serves you. This is gonna be the last part. So my tips on releasing what no longer serves you. Um I don't know if you are spiritual or if you're religious. Either way, if you're religious, pray. I swear to God that shit will be revealed to you. I'm very spiritual. I did <laughs> you know it's funny. Um I literally wasn't trusting the universe or anything because there were so many times that it was like almost breakups and I had prayed for them. <laughs> like, I was like, well, if this isn't supposed to be meant to be, and then two days later, we we're like getting into a big argument. I just couldn't like leave because I have a trauma of like breaking up with people. And, um, girl, I, the last time I want to say it was the full moon or the new moon, it was a new moon. And I had wrote down on my candle when I was doing my premonitions. I was like, I don't know if this is for me. Like, we're literally arguing all the time. I don't trust this man. And at this point, I just feel like he's just here. You know what I'm saying? If it's not meant to be, let that shit happen. And what happened? A week later, boom. And I just let it go because I was like, shit, not to say I didn't want to be there anyway, but I was like, hell no, nah, I'm not going to be the only person working on it with a nigga is the one that's fucking up most of the time. Like, no, uh-uh. So <sighs> releasing stuff is really hard. But if you're spiritual like me, do a burning bowl ritual and literally let that shit the fuck go. Because I'm last night was a full moon. I didn't do anything because I really been tired, but I'm definitely going to get into it today. Um, just you have to realize that if anything is making you stress out to the point where it's just like you think like fuck this shit, then you need to just let like release it, like leave it alone. Cause most of the stuff that we love be the stuff that hurts us the most. And like I feel like it's kind of fucked up. Um, but yeah, tips on things that help me release. Um I talk to my friends. I talk to my friends um a lot. And I used to not be this type of person. If you know me, like, I'm really low-key. I'm off the grid. I don't really like putting everybody in my business. Um, I don't. I only have a couple of friends. And I was never that type of person to, like, really tell anybody what's going on in my relationship or any of that shit because I just felt like that was disrespectful. But, like, after the relationship, when I was going through my love feelings, Talking to them really helped me put into perspective, like, what I really went through in this relationship. And it wasn't all what what it was cracked up to be when you really step out the relationship and realize the motherfucker was literally um, playing with you. So I would say take a step out, take your feet out, them shoes, and look at it from a third person and see if, you know, if your friend was coming to you with that same advice, would you tell them to let that shit go or what? Yeah. Um, pray, pray a lot. I pray every morning. I meditate when I can. And 
it helps me a lot um, to know, you know, life just keeps going. And that's all you can do is release and keep going. Because sometimes when you release, all your blessings start flowing in. I feel like I got blocked blessings for almost two years that's flowing in. Like so much shit is good that's going on for me. And it's like really exciting. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to start babbling. It's almost 30 minutes. So um, I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. Next week, I don't know what we're going to be talking about, honestly. But my mom gave me a couple topics. So um, tomorrow, not tomorrow, next week's episode should be a little bit shorter. But I hope you guys enjoyed. I love you guys. Peace and blessings to everyone. And I will see you guys in the next episode.